Well, I can see you boys aren't like the usual hooligans hanging around here. Like these two fellas, uh, Buff, Code, and Beaver. I've been saying that I thought I did a pretty good impression of ACDC singer Brian Johnson, and well, now that I've done it, well, I'll let the audience decide, but yeah, I'm a little concerned it didn't come out as well as I hoped it did, but... Uh, it's, but it's better in person, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to lie, it's better in person. Okay, well, either way, you know, somebody has to do an opening bit, and Adam... I knew! I get no help! No help from you! Hell yeah! Nice. Around with a killer joke either way. But regardless, I am here in Barberville, Kentucky. Adam is on the road in San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio. Yeah, the uh, the world's biggest glass man convention, as he called it. Which he's again, like I said before, not a drug dealer in the glass business. Adam, give your thoughts on. Uh, I don't remember what the name of this the city is. What's the nickname? Doesn't matter. How how San Antonio. Oh, dude, it's a beautiful city. I really, I, it's, the Riverwalk area is gorgeous, and a Mike Judge connection drove by Alamo Beer Brewing, Alamo Beer. I didn't know it was real. I'm not sure if it came before or after the show, but it's, I went right by it. I'm going to go for the fans. For our fans, I'm going. Absolutely. Hey, and if anybody in San Antonio is there, I mean, well, this will, this will, Adam will be home like three weeks afterwards. But if you hear it anyway, just show up. Maybe he'll be there. <laughs> And you can talk about Beavis and Butthead with him. Much like I'm going to do right now, we are back for another super fun episode this week. Episodes in which Beavis and Butthead get lost. Said episodes are shortcuts and special delivery. I think that's enough preamble. Adam, are you ready to go? I'm ready to rock. Shortcuts aired. March 28, 1997. It was the 19th episode of Season 7. Written by Christopher Brown and Mike Judge. Directed by Judge and Yvette Kaplan. Synopsis. After missing the bus and being forced to walk home from school, Beavis and Butthead decide to take a shortcut. Adam, what have you got to say about this one? Initially, when, I, when I, the episode started, I thought this was going to be about them getting their hair cut. Because their hair is so disheveled at the start. But then we click, quickly realize that, that, no, they've woken up late. They've been staying up late, sleepy. I guess they do their hair. Yeah. <laughs> it looked even worse than normal, which they is kind of... They got to look good for the chicks. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So um, I guess they've been staying up watching some sort of cop show. And uh, they fall asleep standing up, and the bus takes off. So they're outside of the high school and fall asleep standing up. The bus takes off. Uh, they're going to have to walk, but it's too damn far, says Beavis, but wait, Butthead has a shortcut. So, uh... I, I guess it's like, yeah, immediately walk in the opposite direction the bus <laughs> went to, which I, I, I love that time. They get lost. Uh, immediately, like you said. Then they go up to a guy who's got his feet in a kiddie pool, and he's drinking. <laughs> he has a, like kind of a bowl-cut mullet combination. It's fantastic. 
And uh, Beavis and Butthead have no idea where they live either. The guy asks pretty relevant questions. What street do you live on? What's your address? They live by a tree and next to a guy who has a pickup truck, which they don't know the color of. Well, I so, think they, they, they decide it's brown. I don't know if they determined that, but then they just laugh that they said brown. Yes. Which, <laughs> that's one of the most, I mean, I guess I get, that's one that's of the most vague ones. Yeah, like, I, I'm pretty sure I know they're talking about shit, but that's just, <laughs> I laughed all the same. Ridiculous. Sometimes the stretch is the funniest part. Absolutely. Like, I, I guess Absolutely. that don't work. Um. They end up kind of stumbling to a gas station. Was it a mechanic shop or a gas station? Uh, I, I think it, gas station. I, Nonetheless. I think it's, it's a mechanic shop and then a gas station. Like, the guy's reading a copy of Bikes magazine, uh, <laughs> which uh, had some sort of giant booty on the cover of it. Uh, I like the way this guy looked, too, kind of a blonde-haired, stashed, kind of a creep. But uh, they say, oh, we live next to Anderson. So the gas station uh, attendant points him, oh, Anderson's a couple blocks that way. It's not a- Tom Anderson's house, which you can tell from it, the way it looks. And they could actually tell, but they couldn't put it together. Then, uh, oh, no, they said, like, he's, Beavis says it looks nice. And then Butthead says, of course it does. We helped him fix it up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which, uh, if you'll remember pool toys... No. Well, uh, yeah, really any. (laughs) It's not specific to one episode, but yeah, I love that they're, how disoriented they are, that that's their interpretation of they helped Anderson do that. They kind of get into a bizarro world, though, because Anderson points them to a mini-mart, which is much nicer. So they're in a nicer town, really, the town over. And uh, it's not their maxi-mart. It's... um, a nicer one with the same kind of looking guy, but just a nicer version of him who's actually getting off in a shift and uh, is going to give the boys a lift. And he does so, takes him back to Highland High, which is like way across town, he says. They uh, get out. As, this is all taking 24 hours. <laughs> They've been lost for a full day. School ends. They fall, they're, they're lagging behind, miss the bus again. Rinse and repeat. Cue the guitar. Well, they get, yeah, they get on the bus, but then they fall asleep. Oh, and then she takes right. them off at their st- stop. And I, then, yeah. I wrote this down. I really loved the bus driver's voice. <laughs> you go, go ahead, get on. It sounded like Clark Cobb. <laughs> it didn't sound like Clark Cobb. Um, yeah, so they were in the middle of nowhere yet again. So there, now you can cue the guitar music. What do you think of uh, shortcuts? Um, I I enjoy this one, um, and I'll get into some uh, another thing. I'm really surprised you didn't bring up, but um, yeah, at first I do like the nice touch with you know their hair being completely tussled all night. Though it doesn't really make sense that Beavis looked that way because Beavis apparently missed the movie because he fell asleep. So that was like yeah yeah just a little nitpick there, but I was like yeah. All the little touches, just like, yeah, the description of, like, yeah, there's a tree there. And then I love, and this is, uh, you know, I don't think I've used the phrase butthead swagger yet this season, but I will. And it, it like, because the guy asks, what street do you live on? And I just love the ultra confidence with which he says, I live in a house, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, like the Anderson thing, um, I like it. I love that Beavis says, if you're Anderson, who are we? 
<laughs> that's where they were kind of in bizarro world. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, yeah. And also, you know, I, don't, I don't know if this is a little too smart for Beavis, but I laughed all the same, like when uh, the gas station attendant says, We're gonna I'll take you there, and when he walks away, and then Beavis just says, it's probably going to be a different Highland. Like, <laughs> I thought, I thought yeah. that was a good line. Um, but, um, and I love, too, at the end, like, the way that it escalates, and this is the thing we talked about too, like just the little details you don't have to do because they look disheveled the first bus stop when they're going home the next day. I mean, they look awful. Like, yeah, and just like the hair, it's just like, um, it's, uh, I, I don't know, like, not implying anything, it almost looks like a bad Asian caricature. <laughs> with the looks on their face almost yeah. but they just like clearly went through the ringer i love those little uh touches and i am implying that the show is racist so cancel beavis and butthead i am or, removing myself from those comments or or don't yeah you know what yeah <laughs> you, you don't have to but i think that i'm surprised that you didn't bring up adam is that we basically went through something exactly like this. <laughs> now that you say it, yeah, I totally forgot. And here's the thing, like, yeah, so what happened is there's this big thing called Fountain Park in our hometown. It's, I believe the only existing Chautauqua in the United States, but it's just the thing yeah. every two weeks they host. And it's probably, what, a mile from my house? Like, our town, like, it's... Yeah, no more than two. Yeah, and, I mean, and we literally live in, like, a one-stoplight town. But one time, like, we we just decided to walk home from there, and uh, and we got lost, just turning away. And I know, there's a lot of people who know me, because I have the worst sense of direction in the world. People are like, oh, classic Clay. This was your fault. You took us the wrong way, and it probably took us two hours to get home. <laughs> was that the same time you were attacked by two dogs? I, it was, absolutely. We have references on the show before. <laughs> The mileage we've gotten out of this, this was a time that a dog, yes, a dog was chasing us. Adam stopped. I kept running. And eventually, <laughs> and eventually the dog got hit by a car. I know we've referenced I that I always before. forget that last part. I know. Uh, oh, and that's, that's, the, that's the most standout part. So this one kind of hit home in not my favorite way, but it is kind of fun. Just like, yeah, I, but I, I thought that was going to be one of the first things uh, you brought I, up. My mind was elsewhere, I guess, but yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a solid one. Not a, it's one of the rare episodes from this era that didn't make the Mike Judge collection. Um, kind of maybe a little, I mean, I, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a classic, but I, I, I don't think I would have omitted it either. This one's, it's a... Uh, it's a good watch, and uh, we mostly just have the episode to discuss because there's only one video, uh, Disconnect, by Rollins Band, and uh, we've already talked about this uh, on our episode of Top of the Mountain. I don't know if you have any fun nuggets. No, but I do have a question. Maybe I brought it up the last time, too. Was this video the inspiration for the Bittersweet Symphony video? Uh, it's. I mean, it could have been. Like, yeah, people bashing him, this, like... The it, Verve, it, it, Bittersweet Symphony, one of our favorite videos, I think. I love that video. Yeah, and, uh, well, I mean, Henry Rollins, I, I don't know. I, I don't watch a lot of his videos, but I know being really angry is kind of his thing, so maybe it's worth it. And it should be pointed out, Adam is shirtless and totally fucking jacked right now. It, it almost feels like I'm talking to Henry Rollins. 
Well, thank you. I don't look as intense. Does anybody look as intense as Henry Rollins looks? Um, yeah, I mean, I well, you know this. Like, when I get my hair cut short and wear a white t-shirt, people say I look like a white supremacist. Dude, you, maybe you are the way you're talking today, so. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe so. I don't know. But you know what? I, I'm going to uh, interject. No, please don't. Or if you're listening, please don't. You know, lump me in with the white supremacist movement. I can handle most anything, but you know, the neo Nazis. Yeah, that's a bad look. Yeah, but uh, but anyway. Take a break or no? Yeah, absolutely. Once we get to the Nazi talk, I think it's probably time to rest and regroup. But we will be back with another lost episode, special delivery after these words from the good folks. I think it's like, uh, brown. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> brown. <laughs> brown. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and germs, to Buff Coat and Beaver. And, uh, Adam, you know this, but I'm afraid to kind of admit, lately I've become sort of the weird guy around my neighborhood who kind of befriends and pets stray cats. It's, uh... I don't know if it's a great look, but uh, the other day, somebody somebody told me I might start confusing you with Brian Setzer with all the stray cats around you. Yeah, dude, come on, man. <laughs> oh, you get you got your stray cats. <laughs> I feel like you talk about Brian Setzer more than you should. Um, I mean, it's like probably like three times a year, but that's more than you should. Well, maybe. Oh, well, I mean, well, since I've embarrassed myself, why don't you jump, jive, and whale us into this next one? That's nice. four. This, I'll, get, I'll get four in 2022. Special delivery. It was featured on July 18th, 1997, season seven, episode 27. Burger World initiates a new delivery service, which Beavis and Butthead promptly bring to an end. I like this one, Clay. What do you think? Well, first of all, well, not immediately, but very quickly, I'm going to blow that bullshit synopsis. I'm going to I'm going to blow holes all through it well, before we get there. Um, so yeah, it starts out the bull- blow. <laughs> hey, come on, let's let's. Yeah, that's what you said. Let's keep it family friendly. Uh, the boys, you know, they're up to their normal Burger World shenanigans. I guess they're. I guess you would call it their. Say they're fencing. Um, Butthead has a fryer basket and Beavis with a spatula. Naturally, Butthead gave himself the unfair advantage and he whacks Beavis to the ground. Um, But at that point, the manager comes in, breaks it up, uh, tells them that they've implemented a new delivery system. And uh, they're going to be the ones. They're going to be on the first job. And, um, you know, we've talked about... I feel like we've kind of been pussyfooting around this manager's competence but i mean as far as just like his stupidity this one takes the cake i just want to like break this down so he his plan is not i'm just taking the beavis and butthead plan out beavis and butthead can't drive he sends them on foot to deliver (laughs) fast food i mean we i mean we we don't have good diets adam you and i you drive home you are lucky if your fries are still warm if you go to a fast food place you're walking door to door. Um, I mean, what kind of business plan is this? How is this ever going to work? 
with Did no drivers. Well, it's, I mean, well, with no drivers, and they're the only three at the restaurant, as usual. Like, it's time to stop sugarcoating. Like, this guy is a fucking idiot. Hey, he now you is, back off. I like no, this. No, I'm sorry. He is a bona fide imbecile. And I, okay, you, you go ahead and defend any part of this plan. It's insane. He gets word from corporate. It ain't coming from him. It's you, coming down from the higher-ups. You I, worked I, at shops that get, won't listen to you. and Okay, well, by the end of the episode, it's canceled. So clearly that would have had to have been a corporate idea too, right? Well, then he goes rogue. He shows what type of manager is, and he goes rogue, oh, and he ends my. the program. I, it is every... Spoiler alert. We just spoiled I, it. Well, well, they spoiled it in the synopsis. It is every... Fu- it is taking every bit of restraint I have to not end this fucking call right now. You, <laughs> you defending this guy. He's my guy. You need this to is, be. Like, He's yeah. trying, man. And he kept the restaurant afloat while they were gone. Uh, all right, fine. Let's, we're not going to resolve this part. So let's, we can talk about uh, uh, the episode. Uh, but they go to the delivery. And um, I do like, like, as they're walking to the house, like Budhead points out, it's like we're working, but we're not. And um, I... I it, Another personal story that's reminded me of, like, me and my brother used to work at a, uh, a maintenance crew at a soybean factory. And, like, when they'd send us on supply runs, they would send us to this uh, Home Depot that was literally, like, 40 minutes away. Because I guess they had a discount. But I, I remember there being moments where we, like, realized two or three minutes into the drive that we forgot and then my brother saying, like, yeah, but it's not really safe to check. Why don't we make sure, why don't we get back to the plant? And then check because they'd let us go right back. <laughs> That's a it's just a fun thing because you know, I, and you know, my brother is a lot smarter and a lot harder working than me. Oh yes, also I do. likes also likes Fidel Castro a lot more than I do, but that's. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But yeah, it it, it reminded me of that. But um, like, and they get to the house, and this is I mean, kind of to piggyback on the thing, like the guy with his feet in the wave pool. Or the kiddie pool. This show just a great job of really depicting a certain type of loser. Like, because they go in and the guy's house is just trashed. I mean, there's garbage all over the place. I mean, he's watching a He-Man knockoff called Plasma Man. (laughs) I love Plasma Man. Yeah, and there's also... um, And I like that this has become like a weird... It's a small thing, but like these big sort of dumpy guys... Like, any time they move, it's just like, huh? Like, you hear him <laughs> grunting. That happens when he looks like, to pick up the food. And right of, like, that, um, I, I, I think you watch I Think You Should Leave, right? Um, the Tim Robinson show on Netflix? Yes, yes. The one where Tim Heidegger was the pretentious party guest. It goes into it, like, well, like, they did, like, the celebrity guessing game, and he picked, like, obscure jazz musicians. <laughs> but I, the thing that I liked most about that sketch, like, every time he got up, was just, <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but we the get that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, we get that with that guy. But anyway, um, yeah, oh, the boys, uh, oh, he gave him a beeper, uh, the manager did, to respond to anything. And um, as naturally, they just sit there. Watching Plasma Man, even though they decide it sucks, Beavis even says you kind of wonder how this stuff gets made. <laughs> and um, but um, they answer it. Um, they call the restaurant, and then they say we're still at the guy's house. And the man is like, "What guy? The lady who asked about that food has been calling." <laughs> and then 
He instructs them to come back, to get the money from him and come back. And again, furious, but I'm sorry. It's, again, I don't want to start another argument I, with you. I will give you, uh, I will, I'll give you some credit here because when he says, unbelievable, I love how he says it on the phone, but is it really unbelievable? No. <laughs> no, thank you for ma helping make my argument for me. But, um, so yeah, they tell the guy they need money, and he just like tells them they don't have any. I love how abrupt this scene is. Butthead just goes, really? That sucks. And then just hard cut to them walking out of the house. <laughs> Not that it gets, it's so, almost shocking how abrupt the cut is. But um, yeah, they walk. Uh, almost feels like maybe an unintentional callback from the first episode, which these were just two episodes in the run apart. So it feels kind of odd to see them walk, like, finding their way home. And while the manager is completely frazzled, you know, you know, by his own fault being the only person there, Beavis and Butthead just walk home and say, and they're, still, and they're just like, all this work has made me hungry, so we should get some burger rolls. Like, oh, yeah, they deliver now. <laughs> and uh, the episode is, and um, I, I'd have to check and see if there were other burger roll episodes in the run. Because if not, I hope this was the straw that broke the camel's back that got this dipshit fired. But even <laughs> my anger notwithstanding, I like this episode a lot. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's uh, and just yeah, just everything in that guy's house and uh, the fact that Beavis and Butthead love it there right up until they can't take Plasma Man anymore. And um, yeah, good good one all around. But Adam. Your thoughts? I, I love it too. It's it's one of my favorites, honestly. The plasma man of just the, the pure ripping off of He Man. He Man was dumb too, but the voices and that. Oh are man, just... I feel like you're. I, I'm not cut stepping in. I feel like you're really gonna piss some people off there. People well, love He Man. I like the when He Man sings for non blondes video. I don't know if you've seen that, Clay. It's really old, but it's one of my favorites. Um. I like how the guy who lives in squalor just allows them to oh, come on in and like there's <laughs> there's no nothing in Beavis and Butthead's mind when they start eating his food that they go straight for it that they, <laughs> this is just how it's supposed to be. Yeah. They have no earthly idea what they're doing in any capacity there. So uh, yes, it maybe is a bad idea by the manager. I'm saying it came down from corporate but I, dude, I lost it when it, you're at the wrong house. Like, when they're at the wrong house. Just that turn of... <laughs> I don't know why I didn't see it coming, but that got me, really. That really got me. I, I love that. And facing that truth of, my God, they screwed this up in every way imaginable. Oh, yeah, and, and wow, who, who could have predicted it? Wow. Like, but, and I thought, this one, we're almost getting... I don't want to call it sequels, but, like, in the new season that is, well, I mean, I hope it's still airing. Well, whatever. Like, it's still airing while we're talking. You know, they have interspliced episodes of older Beavis and older Butthead. And as we've actually seen, we basically, I feel like they were inspired by their trip <laughs> to this guy's house on that night. But, uh, not that they really <laughs> needed much inspiration. But, uh, but, yeah, yeah, good one all around. No videos in this one, Clay. Were there? there well, there's one. 
Love is Strong by the Rolling Stones, but like see, the version I watched didn't have that on there. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I mean, it, either way, it's also a repeat. This was discussed in Close Encounters, which is kind of a big reason why this episode feels like it's coming up short this week. But you know, short and sweet. That's that's what I always like to say. But uh, Adam, now that we're to the end, uh, I feel like you already answered it. But uh, best best of the two. Special delivery, hands down for me. Okay, I am also going to go with special delivery. I think it was closer with me. I really think they both kind of play with the getting lost format but well, but this one has more going on. Um, just, uh, you know, the, the loser customer. I think the fact that, you know, I can finally, it finally gave me the courage to take a hard line stance to just say this, this guy, this manager, get right. him out of my face. Not since you said you like Samantha B. Have I been more embarrassed? By you <laughs> you but, are a racist and a misogynist, though. We've established well, that. Yeah. Well, e- either. Yeah. Either way. But uh, <laughs> also, you know, shortcuts. Um, does it? Is it? Does it count as nostalgia if it makes you think of something bad? But it. it uh, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, watching that dog get hit by a car actually was kind of rewarding. So I take uh, it back. But uh, Adam, uh, tell the folks how to get in touch with us. You can email us at Beavis, oh, excuse me, Buffcoat and Beaver Pod at gmail.com. You can search that on Facebook or at Butthole and Joe on Twitter. You know, some of the marketing seminars I've been, young kids these days aren't on any of that crap. So we're out of the loop. You got to get a TikTok. Uh, do, I, do I have to? Nah. Okay, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I would almost rather just reach 50 people and make no money than be a millionaire who has to be on TikTok. <laughs> wow, okay. Well. But uh, what do we got next week? Next week, we've got breakdown and speech therapy highlighting ya boy, McVicker. How does it, we, that really kind of surprising that we, we've waited this long to get to a McVicker spotlight. But you know what? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, One of the favorite, yeah. my favorite voices to try to impersonate. Well, I, I look forward to you, uh, I was going to say whipping it out, but I don't want to use that word, but uh, using that next week. But, uh, oh God, you, you guys can't see it. Adam's been literally shirtless this whole time. And uh, I'm too entranced by his glorious pecs to keep talking. So uh, until next time. <laughs>